We have hockey right around the corner. NHL training camps are about to begin. And with that in mind, we looked at some sleeper players. Let's look at some sleeper teams. Today, we're going to be looking at teams that are underrated going into this NHL season, plus a couple of playoff teams who might be out of the playoff picture by the time the dust settles at the end of the year. Should be an interesting one with plenty of takes to disagree with. That's coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Um, yeah, so we had uh, on our show last week, we took a look at some sleeper players. Now, mm-hmm. these were guys that we thought may be on the verge of breaking out. Let's do that same thing but with teams, shall Mm -hmm. we? Let's take a look at a couple of teams that we think may be flying under the radar a little bit heading into the NHL season. Likewise, in a little bit, we'll also look at maybe one or two teams that we think may miss the mark. Maybe high expectations going in that we don't think are going to be as good, or just uh, good playoff teams last year that might regress to the point where they're knocked out and kind of on the outside looking in um, coming this April. So, Anne, um, let's let's go positive first. Okay. You know, we want everybody to kind of start off the middle of their week on a good note. Right. We're all about positivity here uh, when the Predators are not committing 50 penalties a game. Um all right, so give me somebody, give me a sleeper team. Mm-hmm. Give me a sleeper team. I'm going to give you a team that I don't necessarily think maybe is going to just kick it up in the playoffs, but I am going to give you a sleeper team that is going to get a ton better, and they are going to be so outrageously fun to watch. It's almost going to be must-see hockey TV, and I'm going to go with your beloved Detroit Red Wings. Hey, okay. I I, agree. I am so here for Detroit. Like, as painful as Detroit has been recently to watch, I think this season they are going to be that much fun. Now, do I think that they're going to knock it out of the park? Do I think that Detroit is going to be, like, top tier? No. But do I think they are going to be one of the most fun NHL teams and one of the most improved NHL teams? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) I feel like they've done great work in the offseason. They have added tons of people to their roster. They really went out and got themselves some good talent. Um, You know, you got Andrew Cobb, Dominic Kubelik, Ben Sherratt, David Perron. You've got all these people. So you've added some meat and then you already have like such a fun little cluster of talent in Detroit that just didn't maybe get everything they needed. But you have Calder winner Mo Sider, who is he is fun to watch. Dylan Larkin, young little Lucas Raymond, who is 
had just a killer first season. So what's he going to do next? We don't know, but we all are going to want to watch to see. So, you know, do I think that Detroit is going to just leapfrog in their, you know, in the Atlantic division? You know, probably they're not going to be at the top of the Atlantic division people, but they are going to be fun as freaking fire to watch. I am a hundred percent here for watching Detroit games and they are going to be so much better than they were. So they're one of the teams I'm actually most excited to watch this coming season. Yeah, uh, I agree because it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if they have all the pieces together to be like a solid playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it may be like the Vancouver Canucks last year where it's just like this kind of hodgepodge and for some reason it's working and they put this yes. like big run together at the end. Um, you know, that, that's kind of the thing. This Steve Eiserman kind of doubled down on, on making this team competitive this year after, um, you know, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. So, you know, fans, the fans are kind of craving it. Um, I mean, but it sounds like they kind of have the right pieces and, um, you know, I'll, I'll exude some knowledge here. You know, everybody's talking about Mo Sider coming in, mm-hmm. uh, everybody talking about Lucas Raymond, how those are kind of like the two new, like up and coming cornerstones. There's still a lot left in the system. Yes. Uh, there we have uh Simone Edvinson who's supposed to make his debut this year. That is another first round defenseman, another guy that could become a very, very solid top two defenseman in the NHL. Jonathan Bergeron, very good forward. One of the AHL's best forwards last year could make his debut this year. That is another top six. And, uh, you know, we, we mentioned some of these younger players in Detroit. One guy we haven't really mentioned is Jacob Verana. Mm-hmm. That is a guy who has been hurt a lot when he's been in Detroit, but when he is not hurt, he has done absolutely gang busters. Yeah. Red wings. Like he missed almost the entire season last year, but when he came back, um, he only played 26 games, but at 19 points in in those 26 games, including 13 points, he's finally going to get a full season under his belt. So, yeah, I mean, I could see the Red Wings being, like, one of those teams that make, like, a very good surprising run. Maybe this is, like, their best breakthrough kind of year. Yeah. I could also see them, like, crashing and burning. Really? Yeah. I feel like I, I don't crazy. see them crashing and burning. I mean, and and again, I'm not saying that they're just going to torch yeah. everybody in the division by any means. But I think they have such a good mix right now of, like, young players and some veteran present. Like, I don't necessarily see a way they can't be better and also just so freaking fun. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just my PTSD from, <laughs> um, from like, the Detroit Tigers this past year. Yeah. Where um, we were, were supposed to be like, oh, yeah, this is this is the year. Like, we're going we're gonna to do it, baby. And then just wah, yeah, wah, wah. Bad bad things happen to good people. Yeah. Or just average people. (laughs) No Uh, offense. (laughs) You're not average. I meant Detroit Tigers were average. They were not what they needed. You are a shining star. (laughs) I I appreciate that. So who is your, who is one of your sleeper picks that you think is going to just really kind of peak well this year and surprise people? I don't know if it's much of a surprise because kind of everybody is picking him as a sleeper team, but I think this is going to be maybe a year the Ottawa Senators 
Yes. Right through. And look, everybody's talking about Claude Giroux coming over. Everybody's talking about the Alex Dabrinkit trade. You, of course, get Cam Talbot back. Mm-hmm. But you know, so you have all these shiny new pieces. You kind of forgot the fact that they were actually really good at the end of the year. Yes. They finished with seven wins and uh, points in eight of their last 10. So, like, you know, they, they ended the year kind of on the right trajectory. And then you look at their young court, and you know, obviously Brady Kachuk, everybody talks about Brady Kachuk, everybody talks about Thomas Shabbat and the blue line. But mm-hmm. then you have you know, Tim Stolte come through with a very, yes. you know, quiet sort of, I guess, his freshman year, uh, or, I guess, oh, you know, his, his official sophomore year, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Still fresh. He's still, yeah, fresh. still fresh. Josh Norris had a breakthrough year with 35. Of Drake Batherson, another highly touted prospect, kind of coming in with 44 points in 46 games, kind of really anchoring that middle of the pack mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so, yeah, and then, you know, that they, they need defense. Like, they're going to need somebody besides Thomas Shabbat, who plays like 90 minutes a game or whatever. <laughs> in I mean, regulation. Yeah, like Thomas Shabbat is like the Game of Thrones where like Jon Snow is at the Battle of the Bastards and like you just see like all these people like rushing at him and their little uh, like uh, like all oh, like this entire cavalry coming at him and he's just there with his little sword and you just see him like, all right, well, this is this is me. Like Thomas Shabbat is like the Jon Snow of the NHL's uh, Atlantic Division, so. You know what I'm going to say about this, right? You've never seen Game of Thrones. No, no, I have seen a Game of Thrones. How did I watch that Game of Thrones, Nick? (laughs) Yes, I read all the spoilers and then watched the final episode because that's who I am as a person. (laughs) Nick and I may break up over this, everybody. Like, this is... Like, it's just who I am. a serial killer. Like, you know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And I don't know why I don't know why I do it. I don't do it about a lot of things. Never peeked at Christmas presents. Didn't know the gender of my children before they were born. But if I just want to see a final show of a series, that is why God made Wikipedia, my friend. And I hit it hard. What's the point? Like, what's the point of putting this if you're just going to read about it? Uh, Less emotional investment because I only have so much capacity. And and I'm one of those people I get sucked in very easily. So I have to have a point of like, you know, cut off. So it's less emotional investment. And I still get to experience like, oh, look, the world is watching The Last Game of Thrones. So is Anne. No. (laughs) That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. I, uh, we need to take a break before. <laughs> before Nick breaks up. We're just calling yeah. it. Before it's we over. Just, yeah, maybe we'll be back for more content. Who knows? Uh, let's mull this over while we're thinking about that. <laughs> let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And there's a new flavor, indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate and contains real cookie dough chunks. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, 
it's good for you. It's only 160 calories per serving, and they have a whopping 15 grams. They're also made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of other health benefits. So you're eating something that both tastes good and helps your body. So run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It's the perfect treat, perfect for back to school. Throw one in your kid's lunchbox, have them on the go while you're getting ready for work whatever, just have a box handy. You can eat them at any time. You eat, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. So ditch the calories, fat and sugar and grab yourself a built bar. Here's an offer for you. Go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Anne. Uh, so we started on a positive note. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's get a little bit negative, shall we? We should. We should. Oh. We're both feeling slightly saucy today. So yeah. Well, you know, hey, if you guys just want to read the synopsis of this podcast when we're done, you know, you can you can skip all the joy of watching us. Look, look. We all have our things. If this, I mean, it's just who I am. I read the end of books. If I start finding myself emo- like I don't need, I don't need the emotional hassle of overinvestment. I I have to parcel myself out. Sometimes that means I tune in for the final episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> Speaking of Breaking Bad, <laughs> you don't get to talk about Breaking Bad, Mrs. I've only seen the last episode. I have read about all the other seasons. That's not the same. It's so the same. You don't get to see, like, you don't get to experience, like, the same thing when, like, Walter, like, just grabs and he's like, I'm the one who knocks. Okay, that, I've seen that scene on YouTube. Because my That's not the same as watching it happen. I watched it on YouTube. Look, here's the thing. My husband quoted that all the time and I had to look it up because he's always like, I'm the one who knocks. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Do you even watch any Predators games or do you just go to (laughs) NHL.com and read the game summary? No. And you know what? If I didn't watch Predators games, I would have more emotional capacity to invest in things like Game of Thrones. But no, I sacrifice for the good of the people, for the good of the podcast. To be a good partner, Nick. See, all of this is because I'm a good person <laughs> and a little bit of serial killer, but not because of that. Anyway, back to hockey. All right. I feel like yeah. we should change the subject before the like, Gallatin police come breaking in the door. Um, For real. So, anyway, yeah. Anyway. A team that made the playoffs last year that you're maybe a little worried about, that you think will take yeah. a step back yeah i this is this is one that again it's like one of those things where i'm like do i think they're gonna be the bottom of the barrel no but do i think they're gonna struggle to be where they were before i do and that's the minnesota wild now look here's what i'm gonna say they have uh kaprizov so this is not a team that's gonna totally suck because you could put him alone out there every night playing 90 minutes in regulation and he would still be competitive. You know, you have Mark andre Fleury in net. You have a solid defense. I had Mac Boldy as my breakout pick for, you know, breakout player. So do I think they're going to be El Succo? No, I don't think they're going to be that bad. 
but they just didn't have enough cap space to really do anything huge. They traded Kevin Fiala, and I know we all have big feelings about Kevin Fiala here in Nashville, but he was good. And they weren't, a, I don't feel like they were able to do much to kind of fill the gap with Fiala gone. Um, if Marc-Andre Fleury, knock on wood, because everybody loves him, but if something were to happen to him, they don't really have a major solid backup goaltender in Philip Gustafson. So like, I think they're, as my daughter would say, just okay for me. Uh, and I think if a couple people get injured, it's going to be not good in Minnesota. So I, I, Minnesota, I don't, I mean, and this is from, you know, somebody who covers the predators who can only get to the first round of the playoffs. So I'm not trying to throw stones here. I'm just saying it could go bad. It could go bad. Yeah. And then here's my thing. I actually kind of like Minnesota still. Mm -hmm. I think they're not going to be as good as they are last year, but right. I kind of think they're still a playoff team. Yeah. I think you mentioned, you know, somebody like Matt Boldy, mm -hmm. also have Marco Rossi coming into the equation probably this year, uh, at least, you know, competing for a full-time roster spot. So I think they have younger guys that can kind of step up behind Kevin Fiala. And I think they still have one of the def better defensive cores in the Western Conference, you know, with Matt Dumba, Jared Spurgeon on that blue line. Um, you know, you've got some other young guys stepping up. So there's, to me, I, I do agree with you. I think Minnesota might take a step back, mm -hmm. but I don't think they're going to be like a bad team per se. I think they're still yeah. a playoff team. Um, when we were, were voting on uh, mm -hmm. Central Division Power Rankings, I had them fourth. I still had them as a playoff team, uh, but I had them behind Colorado, St. Louis, Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, and again, I don't think they're going to be total tankers, but I think if one or two small things go wrong for the wild, like the wheels could come off the bus. And here's the other thing. I don't think the tolerance in Minnesota is super high for a step back, even a little step back. Like I think Minnesota wild fans are like, you know, pooper get off the pot at this point, as yeah. my grandmother would say. Yeah, sure. roughly translated. <laughs> uh, did, did you hear her say that quote or did you read about it? No, she said it. I heard it. I watched it live okay. because I have emotional capacity for grammar roof. <laughs> and she takes up the space that Jon Snow simply could not. Uh, you know, I simply couldn't sacrifice for. But yeah. speaking of pooper, get off the pot. What team do you think is going to perhaps take a step back this season? I, I think there's a couple of teams that I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. Um, that you know, I think that are, are going to be a little bit worse off last year. There's a couple of teams also that I think made the playoffs last year that are probably going to wind up on the outside looking in this year. Mm -hmm. But one that I'm going to take a big swing at. Um, how about the New York Rangers? Yes. Now here's the thing. Like they were, despite, uh, having 110 points last year, despite making it to, uh, the Eastern conference finals, um, an interesting set. I pulled up. They were outshot in like more than half of their wins. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they were outshot by 15 or more 
in seven of their wins. Wow. So this is a team that makes you think like, oh yeah, Igor Shosturkin is kind of carrying this team on his back this year. Now, can he do it again? Yeah, probably, because Pecorine yeah. did that for almost a full decade here. Um, <laughs> you know, you're but the thing about the New York Rangers, I mean, they they have guys like Panarin, Zibanejad, Kreider. You know, you, you have Adam Fox and Jacob Truba on the blue line. And you're kind of thinking it's like, okay, well, you know, there's still a lot there. But my question is, like, where's the depth? Like, where's yeah. the depth coming from? And, you know, you, you lose a couple of, um, you know, key players from last year. Like, you know, Ryan Strom, obviously moving mm-hmm. on to Anaheim and Andrew Kopp moving on to – um, Detroit. So for me, it's like, where's that depth going to come from? And, you know, you, you want to assume maybe Alexis Lafreniere takes a big step, maybe Capo mm-hmm. Paco finally, you know, does something. Um, but there ha- wasn't a lot of evidence last year to say like, this is a team kind of moving in the right direction. It was a team that you look at, it was like, huh, they might've overachieved a little yeah. bit. So am I going to say the Rangers are going to fall out of the playoffs and be like an awful team? Absolutely not. But I think they're a team that I look and it's like, I feel like the expectations for them this year doesn't really match how that team is built right now. Mm -hmm. And I would go ahead and say, you know, you talked about, you know, they statistically, you know, had, decent number of points at the end of the season, but I think that they exceeded expectation a little bit, even last season, Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know that they can do it again. Same so, for the LA Kings. Like the LA Kings were like, yes, team in that category too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can, I can see that. I can see that. All right. Well, coming up, we're going to real quick wrap up our uh, sleeper picks and sleeper disappointments and hopefully continue this podcast despite Nick's righteous indignation. <laughs> me. Correct indignation. Okay. Uh, but we also have something that really like we're going to talk about something that really has people throwing down on Twitter. We're going to be talking about jerseys and it's a whole thing, folks. So just it's coming up, but we want to thank you for making, of course, Lockdown Predators your first listen every day coming up on the podcast. We are going to be connecting up with some of our Central Division cohorts. We are going to be doing Central Division chats coming up and be talking with, we love Dane. We're just okay with the Dallas Stars, but we love Dane. So we're going to be talking with Dane on Friday. <laughs> um, so we have that coming up. If you are not completely full of hockey yet, make your second listen Locked On NHL. We've got Locked On experts across the league giving you a 30-minute daily podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can find it where you find all your other podcasts. All right, and let's uh, let's wrap up with one more sleeper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have one um, that's probably going to rub some Preds fans the wrong way. Oh, throw it down. I am going to go a sleeper pick mm-hmm. to the Anaheim Ducks. Now, this okay. Was, okay, this is kind of a very interesting situation because they're still in the middle of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, remember, they got off to that really hot start. They were kind of in first place in the Central Division up until kind of around like January, and then the wheels completely fell off. And you can kind of understand why, because you're looking at them and Ryan Getzlaff, who's retired, was kind of 
playing above his level. And Adam Henrique kind of come out of nowhere for a big year. Um, so, you know, that it kind of – the wheels fall off. But they kind of overshadow the fact that, by the way, they kind of have somebody named Trevor Zegris there. Oh, gosh, yeah. Coming into one of the better players in the NHL right off the bat. You had Troy Terry come up with a big year. And you look at what they did in the offseason. They added Ryan Strom, who's going to have a lot of middle six depth for them. Um, on the blue line, they added John Klingberg, who's going to kind of yes. be, you know, probably one of their top defensemen. And you also have, you know, Jamie Drysdale, who came up, had a pretty – Solid breakthrough year. You pair him with somebody like Dmitry Kulikov coming over from the wild. So you're kind of seeing some pieces there. Mm-hmm. And if they can figure out their goaltending situation, if John Gibson kind of goes back to his John Gibson from yes. like three, four years ago, where he was arguably maybe a top three goalie in the NHL, arguably maybe the best goalie in the NHL, just in terms of talent then I think the Anaheim Ducks may surprise some people this year. I think you may see them squeak into the postseason or that quack would, into the postseason. <laughs> that would surprise and horrify Nashville Predators fans for sure. But I can see, I, you know what? I can honestly see that. I, I can see it happening. I wouldn't like it, but I can see it happening. I can. My other sleeper pick, I will say Seattle Kraken. Because A, nowhere to go but up. B, yeah. Um, got Claude Giroux and they have Maddie Beneers and Shane Wright. And let's just see what these young guns can do. Like super excited about them. So I'm like a little bit in on Seattle. Do I think they're going to, again, look people, do I think they're going to compete for the Stanley cup? No, no need to tweet at us, but I do think that they're going to be fun to watch. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. And I think they're, they're, kind of finally have some pieces where like five years down the road, you can be like, okay, this could be a pretty decent team. Yeah. Um, Definitely botch the initial building of their team. I will say that. I do think uh, despite what a lot of people are kind of saying now, uh, I do think how they handled the expansion draft um, and some other stuff kind of set them up for failure right off the bat. So, but it gave us Marshawn Lynch, Cali boy boy yarn croak and I mean that is the gift that keeps on giving like who can who can regret that no one (laughs) yeah I mean life a lifetime of memes so that's true that's true all right one last thing uh to talk about so here in the past little bit and um while we have been um you know off for labor day and all that good stuff our friends at Locked On NHL voted on a poll for who has the best uniforms in the mm-hmm. NHL. Um, yep. And the list is something. So we'll, we'll retweet this on Locked On Preds. We already kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, here's, here's the list, and One was the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I have things to say about sure. that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two, no. two was the Arizona Coyotes. Three was the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Four was the Kraken. Five was the Sabres. Six was the Rangers. The The trump card for me is here. Seven is the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. I mean, and that's I, just, I mean, I know if you're odd listening to this, 
just on audio, you can't see our faces, but the sound is like, like, yeah. it's uh. very Scooby-Doo, like, you mean I have to go in that dark building sound? Like, that is the sound. Yeah. And then we have sharks, bruins, penguins. That Those okay. round out the top ten. We didn't get the full list, but those are the top ten. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about, like, what jumps out at you about this top ten? Well, first, first off, where's Toronto? Like, if you're keeping with the yeah. original team, the classic blue and white. White. Like, that, that feels like that should be up yeah. there. I, I agree with the Red Wings being a top three. Uh, Rangers, I think, should be higher. Calgary Flames, like. Come on. Here's the thing for me, too. Like, I like the Flames jerseys. I, I think they're cool, especially now that they've gone back to, like, the 1980s look. Where it's just like the red and yellow, like that kind of thing, you know, not like with the weird, um, what was his name? Blasty, the 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 dragon who was made out of fire that they used to have on their third jerseys. Oh wow! So they've kind of oh, if you if you're not aware, you need to look it up. Um, I do on like Wikipedia how they've kind of how they've kind of gone away from that look. Yeah. But it's not it's not the best logo. It's not the best uniform combination in the NHL. Like that's no. that's out there. Here here is where I stand on the Calgary Flames jerseys. Like like Calgary just fine. So this is not a it's it's not about the team. I have a thing and this is the thing that makes me a serial killer. I have a thing about jerseys that are red and yellow. It's the ketchup mustard thing. I don't yeah. like jerseys that use that color combinations. I don't like games where the two teams are in red and yellow. And I also feel like it's not super creative. It's a C with a fire coming off it. Yeah. Like that was definitely like a first meeting and we called it. Like the brainstorm session did not last long. So the Flames one, I don't get. I do agree with you though about the Maple Leafs. Like it is just clean. It is classic. It is... Yeah, I agree with you about Toronto Maple Leafs. I do feel righteous indignation for the Seattle Kraken, who have hands down the best uniforms in the entire I, league. Ooh, you know what? I, I disagree with that. I am not crazy about the Kraken. Really? I like the logo. I think it's cool, and I think it's a cool color scheme. I'm not a big fan of the uniform combination. Certainly not fourth. But again, to me, the Minnesota Wild at seven, those uniforms are terrible. They're awful. Now, here's the thing. If this was like the wild uniforms from like the 2000s, where it was like like the all green with like kind of like the gold stripe mm -hmm. down the side, and it had like the like grizzly bear looking like kind of number scheme on it, I would agree with that because that is a cool look. But you look at them now and it's like the weird like, cream stripe down the front and like the numbers like way off like it looks like a reverse re like a reverse retro jersey mm -hmm. or like something you would wear like at a stadium series game like that that current look is just like not it's, great it's not great like it's it's not it's not my favorite now here are some of the worst 10 in 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 the NHL, 23 Islanders, 24 Stars, 25 Devils, 26 Knights, 27 Panthers, 28 Flyers, 29 Blackhawks, Capitals, then Ducks, and then God bless the Columbus Blue Jackets. I like the Columbus Blue, Blue yeah. Jackets. I do not like the Anaheim Ducks. Explain it yeah. to me. 
Yeah, I mean, what is it? It's it's the like the little web thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't uh, get it. But I'm also the girl who didn't know that the Chick-fil-A logo was a C until like three years ago. So I might not be the best judge of this. Did you, you know that? I thought it was just a chicken head. Have you not seen like the full Chick-fil-A logo written out? Oh, yeah. Still thought it was just a fancy chicken head. <laughs> well, what's, the problem is you probably never saw the Chick-fil-A logo. You read about the Chick-fil-A logo. That's not true. That's not true. If I had just read about it, it would probably have been explained on Wikipedia. <laughs> but it was, and I would have known. But yeah, I don't like Anaheim Ducks jerseys. Yeah. Do you think they're the worst in the NHL? I think that they are worse than like the Columbus Blue Like the Columbus Blue Jackets aren't great, but they're not horrible. No, I like the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. I don't I don't um, get that. I'm surprised the Predators weren't lower because I don't think people like our color scheme. I don't think they like our bright yeah. yeah gold. Hey, just just like the Predators, middle of the pack as always. Um, Here we are. The, the only I, I can't think of like a, like an NHL uniform combo I just like outrageously hate um, mm -hmm. the Vegas Golden Knights. They have the worst collection of third jerseys. I think like of alternates. Yeah. In the NHL. I mean, they're like their main thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I take that back. I, I don't like Vegas's like color scheme. I don't like the charcoal instead of the black. Mm -hmm. I think if you'd done it just like all black and gold. I mean, yeah. Maybe Boston and, you know, Pittsburgh would have said something about that, but you know, when you got like all this like red in there and remember they had like the red third jerseys during reverse yes. row. And then like, Confusing. I don't know. Using. Yeah, and then like the all gold, but it's like not like the Predators gold. It's like a mustard gold. Mm -hmm. Like that's a bad look. And then like, I don't know if you've seen like, uh, there's leaks out there. And if you want to check out sportslogos.net to check it mm -hmm. out, there's leaks about what their reverse retro is going to look like this year. And it looks like, like, it you know, like in the movie, The Mighty Ducks, like when they would go and play like one of these like fake B list teams before they played like Iceland or the Hawks or the Warriors or something like that. It looks like one of those teams. They look like a B list team. Yeah. It, it is like 1990s ECHL. Yeah. So Vegas has, I think, the worst collection of alternate uniforms. Yeah. And, and again, I think Nashville, middle of the pack. Look at us. I think we have a great logo, though. Say what uh, you want. Our logo is killer. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I would, say, I would say Nashville is probably right where it needs to be. Middle of the pack. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like one of the best looks in the NHL, but it's also not a bad look. Like, I think it, it fits. It certainly fits. Have you? It does. Have you seen real quick somebody and I need to find who it is and give them credit because it's brilliant. I'm going to look this up and, and give this person credit. They designed a Dolly Parton themed uh, Nashville Predators jersey. Unbelievable. I feel like that needs to come into existence one night. So incredible. Like fringe rhinestones. Absolutely incredible. I, I need to find it. It was not my idea. It was incredible somebody brilliant thought of it and I'm going to figure, I'm going to find it and retweet it. Brilliant. Yeah. 
Well, hopefully we'll win some games nine to five. <laughs> so that I'm so, so that, proud of you. So that is our thoughts on both NHL uniforms and uh, some of our sleeper teams around the NHL. Now it's your turn. Let us know what you think. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, be sure to leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts on maybe a team that can surprise people, maybe a team that's being hyped that you don't think will be as good. Plus, let us know what you think are the best and worst uniforms in the NHL. You can also tweet us. Our thing is LO underscore Predators. Handle. Handle. That was the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, so go on Twitter and let us know your thoughts. Also, while you're on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work online very soon at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter right now at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan and go to ontheforecheck.com to read my work. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with more Preds talk.